Happy Hump Day, fellow freedom travelers. I'm Horace Morris, and this is the Merkle Treehouse Band. Life is good, my friends. Can you dig it? For the next 15 minutes, you're right at home here in the heart of the Merkle Treehouse. It's time to kick off those shoes, unwind, and let the good vibes take over. We've cooked up a real groovy show that's going to have you feeling the rhythm deep down in your soul. So lean back, let your worries drift away, and get ready to soak in the essence of soundness and joy. We hope this journey brings a smile to your face and a swing to your step. And now, without further ado, let's give a warm welcome to the lady who's going to lead us through this sonic adventure, the one and only Miss Audrey Merkel. Thank you, Horace. You fellas are sounding great. Ladies and gentlemen, it's wonderful to be here with you all on this Wednesday, August 9th, 2023. As far as the work week, it's all downhill from here. Now let's talk about the big news that hit on Monday. PayPal, the same folks who already shuttle digital dollars around, have decided to jump into the stablecoin game with their very own version backed by the US dollar. It seems they're taking another page out of the FTX playbook, engaging in the creation of their own in-house digital token. Isn't it curious, my friends? With their ongoing involvement in various shitcoin like Ethereum and Bitcoin Cash, it appears PayPal can't resist the allure of those transaction fees from the ever-spinning wheel of the shitcoin casino. The temptation for these rent-seekers seems just too great to resist. Now, I have invited a special guest to analyze PayPal's stablecoin, but it seems he is fashionably late. But fear not, my dear audience. While we await his arrival, let's tune into the insights of our dynamic duo, Eli and Polly, as they dive into the world of stablecoins. Hi kids, it's me, Polly, and this is my big brother, Eli. Hey there, pals. Today, we're going to talk about something called stablecoins. There are tons of different kinds of stablecoins, but the most popular stablecoin are the ones backed by the US dollar. This is the kind of stablecoin PayPal is making. So that is what our lesson is about today. Where will PayPal get the dollars to back their new coin? Well, people will buy the PayPal coin and PayPal keeps that money in their own bank and pays it back when someone wants to trade in the PayPal coin. But you'll have to trust that they keep your money in their bank. Now, you know how we love Bitcoin because it's like having our own special treasure that's not controlled by anyone? Yeah, like having a secret treasure map that only we know about. That's right, Polly. But guess what? Some coins out there, called stable coins, are a bit different. They're like pretend treasure coins, and they say they're always worth the same as a dollar. But aren't they like the coins we use at the store? Kind of, Polly. But here's the thing. These stable coins are made by companies, like PayPal. And that means we have to trust PayPal to keep their promise that one stable coin is always worth one dollar. We have to trust they keep the real dollars in their bank and don't go around spending it. Oh no! So we have to trust them? That's gross. Trusting parasitic financial institutions with your money is a relic of the past. The counterfeit class has completely betrayed our trust and does not deserve any more of it. I will die on this hill. Exactly, Polly. And you know what? That's not like Bitcoin. With Bitcoin, we don't need to trust anyone because it's like having our own treasure that nobody else can change or control. Stablecoins are more like asking someone to keep our treasure safe, and we're not too sure about that. Yeah. I like having our own secret treasure that we can take care of ourselves. Stablecoins don't sound good at all. 
too much trust like the legacy financial system. Stablecoins were invented solely for facilitating poopcoin trading. Its only use case is a glorification of degenerate gambling and thus a deleterious use of your finances. Anyway, while stablecoins might sound okay, we really like the idea of having our own treasure that we control without needing to trust anyone else. That's why we're big fans of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is our favorite treasure, and we don't need anyone else to watch over it. You got it, Polly. Bitcoin is like our special adventure and we'll keep exploring its amazing world. Bye, Bye kids! kids. Thank you, children. Very succinct and timely lesson today. Satoshi, any word on our special guest? Sensors indicate that he has ascended the ladder to the treehouse and should be here momentarily. Here I am. Goodness, are you okay, doctor? I'm okay. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome esteemed scientist, Dr. Luther Finch. Dr. Finch works at the Los Alamos National Laboratory studying digital assets. Pleasure being here, Audrey. I'm uh, a little nervous. I've never um been on TV before. Well, this isn't TV. This is a podcast. Just talk to me as if no one is out there. Yeah, take it easy, Doc. Just let your vibes fly. Doctor, you've made an initial assessment of the technology behind this PayPal coin. Could you introduce yourself and share your findings with our audience? Um, hello there. Uh, friends, I'm uh, Luther Finch, and I guess I'll be your guide sort of through this uh, fascinating topic. So here's the deal. We're um, talking about this new thing called uh, PayPal USD. It's a stablecoin supposedly it's like um tied to the u.s dollar you know for uh stability and all that yes supposedly paypal will have this backed by u.s dollars is that right let's not uh jump to any conclusions just yet stablecoins like um paypal usd they've got uh layers you know like this whole thing about centralization they say it's pegged to the u.s dollar but um it kind of relies on some central stuff and uh well that's not really you know, decentralized, which is like a big deal in Bitcoin. Right. Just like Eli and Polly explained about this, stable coins require trust just like our failed legacy financial system. So then we have to rely on regulators to ensure that PayPal does not betray that trust. But then we are still trusting regulators. Oh, yeah. Uh, regulation. Yeah, that's a thing. Stable coins could be um, in the crosshairs of uh, rules and stuff. Bitcoin, though... It's uh, doing its own thing, which is, I guess, cool. Transparency. Now, that's a fancy word. So stablecoins like the one I'm um, talking about, they're not so good with um, transparency. But with Bitcoin, it's like uh, everything's out there in the open. You can see stuff, you know. And then um, inflation, like stablecoins tied to uh, regular dollars, they can um, lose value because of that inflation thing. Bitcoin, though, it's got a fixed supply, like a, a digital gold, I guess. Now let's talk innovation. Stable coins, they kind of, uh, they really are only for uh, trading in shit coins. There really is uh, no other, well, consequential use case. Oh, and hey, speaking of stuff, it's kind of funny, you know, PayPal doing this stable coin thing, kind of like um, those other sketchy exchanges with their uh, weird tokens. Like FTX had its own stable coin and um, see how that uh, worked out? A rug pull and uh, tears. Yeah, that didn't work out too well for FTX. So, doctor, I was reading that PayPal was partnering with longtime shitcoin company Paxos. Pray tell, what blockchain are they building on top of? Well, uh, they are building it, um, uh, Ethereum. Yeah, I had assumed that was the case. PayPal, a company that doesn't prioritize the ideals of censorship-resistant money, 
is teaming up with a partner that intends to centrally mint and control PayPal USD. And the twist? They're constructing this whole setup on a proof-of-stake network that aligns with Office of Foreign Assets control regulations. Not to forget, this network has cozy ties to the World Economic Forum and JP Morgan. Have I captured the essence of this situation correctly? Yeah, I guess so. That's the sum of it. I'm not sure I understand Ethereum's brand of DeFi. So your verdict is PayPal USD is a shitcoin? Yes, it's a shitcoin with a cherry on top. Stablecoins might sound nice, but uh, there's more to it. Bitcoin, on the other hand, with its uh, decentralizedness and all, it's like a steady ship, see? Thank you for your enlightening perspective, doctor. Okay, uh, go out that way. Yes, doctor. Over there to your left. I'm okay. Shifting gears to another development, last week witnessed the admission of guilt from cybersecurity specialist Ilya Lichtenstein and his wife Heather Morgan, better known as the eccentric rapper and social engineering advisor Razzle Khan. They confessed to orchestrating the substantial Bitfinex hack back in 2016 and subsequently laundering the ill-gotten Bitcoin. Now, let's welcome Sammy Nash back to the stage, temporarily taking Morton Anger's place, to dive into the specifics of this intriguing case. Sammy, the floor is yours. What can you share with us? Ladies and gentlemen, I've got a tale that's straight out of a cybercrime comedy show. You might want to grab some popcorn for this one, because we've got a husband and wife duo that's taken hacking to a whole new level. Meet Ilya Lichtenstein and his partner in crime, Heather Morgan, a.k.a. the rap queen of the crypto crocs. Yeah, you heard me right. Lichtenstein and Morgan are in the hot seat, pleading guilty to the ultimate tag team, the Bitfinex hack of the century, and the grand finale, laundering a jaw-dropping $4.5 billion worth of Bitcoin. Can you imagine the audacity? I can barely launder my laundry. But wait, here's where it gets juicy. Morgan, under the stage name Razzle Khan, was all about the bad girl image, dropping rap songs and videos filled with more expletives than a crypto trader in a bear market. She rapped about being a badass moneymaker in the crocodile of Wall Street. Move over, Jay-Z, we've got a new financial maestro in town. Now picture this. While Morgan's spitting rhymes and counting virtual coins, she's also been playing a high-stakes game of hide-and-seek with the authorities. Oh, the irony. You've got articles in Forbes talking about her being an economist, serial entrepreneur, software investor, and rapper. The media sure knows how to glorify scammers. All you have to do is give them a bizarro personality, and they drool over the prospective clicks. And the grand finale? Walmart gift cards. Yep, you heard me right. They were using Walmart gift cards in an attempt to cash out anonymously. But here's where the plot twist comes in. The police caught wind of their little Walmart escapade and using the time chain managed to trace it all the way back to the Bitfinex hack. Looks like those gift cards were a gift after all, for the authorities. And speaking of authorities, they confiscated the stolen Bitcoin after finding the private key stored on Google Cloud. For a security specialist, that's pathetic. Must have been the hide-in-plain-sight security model. Trusting Google Cloud with your private keys is like trusting PayPal with your money. Now the pair are facing some serious jail time. 20 years for Liechtenstein and up to 10 years for Razzlecon. So what's the moral of the story? Well, if you're going to rap about being a crypto kingpin, make sure you're not actually a criminal mastermind. Seriously, folks, the real moral of the story is don't steal. This is Sammy Nash signing off. We will see you on the flip side and keep stacking that sweet, sweet corn. Thank you, Sammy. And now, to provide some historical context on the Bitfinex hack, let's turn to the ever-knowledgeable Pinto Pete for a captivating history lesson. The stage is yours, Pinto. Howdy, folks. 
Today we're taking a trip back to a pivotal moment in the Bitcoin timeline, right at block height 423,297. And let me tell you what unfolded was nothing short of a digital roller coaster, a tale that reverberated through the Bitcoin realm like a sonic boom. So hold on to your hats, because we're diving into the captivating tale of the Bitfinex hack. Imagine this. It's the 2nd of August in the year 2016, marked by the ever-ticking Pope Gregory's Day chain. While the airwaves were resonating with the beats of Cheap Thrills by Sia featuring Sean Paul, the silver screen was ablaze with Suicide Squad, starring Margot Robbie, Jared Leto, and a whole bunch of others. The world was spinning on, seemingly unaware, as an audacious heist was underway. Over a span of three hours and 24 minutes, a digital symphony of thievery was composed, a breathtaking heist right under the very noses of Bitfinex. This cyber saga kicked off with a masterstroke of theft. That seemingly innocent block 423,297 concealed the genesis of an unprecedented crypto crime. But hold your horses, because here's the twist. This thievery kept its momentum unabated until at least block 423,318. 21 blocks. Talk about bold moves, right? Now let's peel back the layers and understand how this digital magic trick happened without a single soul noticing. The hacker, my friends, was a virtuoso of precision, meticulously infiltrating Bitfinex's security measures. They embarked on a methodical journey, siphoning off funds from the grandest accounts first, a bit like a digital artful dodger. And as time marched on, they stealthily navigated towards the smaller fish. This was a heist orchestrated with the finesse of a maestro, a digital symphony of pilferage that pushed the boundaries of audacity. Imagine this. While people continued their daily hustle, unaware of the unfolding drama, the time chain was being etched with an unprecedented tale. It's like a futuristic spaghetti western, where the outlaw dons a virtual mask, leaving no footprints in the sands of the digital realm. Block after block, Transaction after transaction, the tale unfolded until Bitfinex's radar finally picked up on the grand deception. Bitfinex, a heavyweight in Bitcoin exchanges, found itself on the receiving end of a digital ambush, and the haul? A staggering $72 million worth of Bitcoin at the time, a treasure trove ripe for the taking, and indeed the value would appreciate over the next few years to be in the billions. As the investigation unveiled its layers, a mesmerizing story of stolen Bitcoin split into minuscule fragments and shuffled through countless crypto wallets emerged. Each step shrouded in fake identities. It was a tale of grand deception that only unraveled when the long arm of the law managed to trace the ill-gotten gains back to their source. This wasn't just about stealing. It was about evading the time-chain detectives, washing away digital footprints in the hopes of disappearing into the shadows. Heather Morgan, also known as Razzlecon, and her partner Ilya Lichtenstein were at the heart of this audacious drama. However, they underestimated the relentless nature of the time chain, where every move is a digital imprint etched for eternity. And so, my friends, this is the tale of the Bitfinex hack, where audacity collided with technology in a battle for both riches and anonymity. As the perpetrators learned, Attempting to launder a mountain of Bitcoin through the transparent embrace of the time chain is akin to taming a wild stallion. As the sun sets on this saga, remember this. 
Even in the vast expanse of the digital wilderness, the Time Chain's code stands unwavering, a testament to the principles of transparency and accountability. And as we part ways, let's heed a friendly reminder. Get those precious coins off exchanges, amigos. Thank you, Pinto. And thank you for being with us today, ladies and gentlemen. If I may, a parting thought. When it comes to PayPal's venture into the stablecoin realm, they're not stepping in to merely facilitate the movement of U.S. dollars, as that service is already in their repertoire. Instead, they're aiming to join the ranks of those who create their own currency, much like FTX did and how Binance currently operates. It's a profitable endeavor, akin to entering the grand casino of the shitcoin world. And as they say, the house always prevails. And with that, we've come to the end of episode 48 of the Merkle Treehouse. I'm Audrey Merkle reminding you to keep your money hard, your heart soft, and have a little fun sometimes. And don't forget, 10% discount using the promo code MERK when registering for BitBlockBoom. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday for the absolute best in Bitcoin mindshare. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Horace Morris and the Merkle Treehouse Band. Hi, folks. It's award-winning journalist and presidential candidate Morton Anger here. If you like our content, please share the Merkle Treehouse whenever you can. If you're on Noster, see our NPUB in the show notes and please follow us. Everyone who comments on our notes gets a zap. <laughs>